Good evening tonight, and I want to just thank you for watching this evening, and I pray that you've had a, a wonderful day, uh, that the Lord has uh, blessed you and been with you through the good and through the bad. I know I've had a, uh, an up and down week. I've been so blessed to watch God be at work in people's lives through salvation, I've been through other families that have lost loved ones, and so... Um, in all things, we give thanks, knowing that God has a purpose and a plan. Uh, as always, if I can pray for you or help you in any way, please let me know. And I know I had saw last night where uh, uh, Thea was disappointed that the girls were not on. They had ball games last night, and and uh, uh, so that's where we were all at. And uh, I had actually recorded this just a little bit early. Um, and was playing it because I was going to be in Harrisburg. And so um, I'm trying to do it every night, even if I have to um, record it earlier in the day, and then it plays at 8 o'clock. But tonight I want to talk to you from the book of Philippians about one verse tonight, just one verse. And as we've been walking through the book of Philippians, we've been looking at a lot of things. But tonight I want you to listen to this verse in verse 11. Being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ, to the glory and praise of God. Be filled with the fruits. Now, I am not a lover of fruit. I am a lover of food that is not usually healthy. But... What we're talking about here is a very specific thing. God says, be filled with the fruits. Well, the Bible talks about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit then gives us attributes or spiritual fruit. And in the world that we live in today, we hear this statement a lot. Don't judge. And shouldn't judge. And the Bible just says, be careful how you judge, because with what you judge others, you will be judged. And if you don't judge rightly, you'll be judged for judging unrightly, unrightly, however you say it. And so tonight, if I want to know what God wants my life to look like, oh, there are a lot of different attributes that we attribute to Christians. Come to church on Sunday, give tithes and offerings, sing in the choir. Those are all good things, and they should be going on in your life as a Christian. But if you really want to know whether you are saved, born again, and are pleasing God, in the book of Galatians, chapter 5, starting in verse 22, the Bible gives us the fruit that will be evidence in the life of a Christian. It starts in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. You say, well, what does that mean by that statement? If Paul tells us to be filled by the fruits of the Spirit, and this is what the fruit of the Spirit looks like, then these areas of my life, I should be praying for God to help me to embrace and to grow in those areas. And so I want to just read to you what those words mean angelically. Love is a very standard biblical principle, a love that comes from God, 
a, a love that is not self-centered. It's not uh, focused, selfish. It's it's a love for others. You cannot love God without having love. Because, excuse me, the Bible says he first loved us. It says joy. What is joy? Well, some people call joy happiness, but it's not. Joy is when we have a joy that comes from the Lord. It's not based on our circumstances. It's not based on our situations. It is this joy that I know that God is with me, that God is fighting for me. I know that he's going to work it all out, and I am going to be celebrating with him. We see peace. Peace is very similar in the sense that it doesn't depend on my circumstances. Yes, it's good when no one is slandering us in the community. It's good when there's not financial trouble at home. And it's good when our marriage is not full of friction and division. But peace is something that comes from God. Excuse me. When I can trust him. When I know that he is going to provide for me. When I know that he's going to meet my every need. I trust him. And I trust that he is going to care for me. It brings me peace. Long-suffering. This is an attribute of God. It, it, it means showing patience when we are being hurt. Patience when we are being provoked. You see, long-suffering is what God does to us when we run from him. When we sin against him. When we hurt him. And he says that's how we are to be to others. You say, Jake, you mean I've got to be long-suffering and patient with people who hurt me and talk bad about me and betray me? Absolutely. You say, well, I just can't do it. It is a fruit of the Spirit. And if the Spirit of God lives within you, which he does all believers, God can make this shine forth from you. Well, what's the next one? Gentleness or kindness. We are to be people who are to be kind. Not quick-tempered, not angry, not bitter, not hateful, but kind and gentle with people. Goodness, uh, uh, being beneficial, being a blessing. We should be doing good to people as often as we can. The Bible says don't grow weary when you are doing good. And so we ought to be looking for opportunities to do good to our people we go to church with, uh, the waitress at the restaurant downtown, we ought to be looking for ways to do good, faith, or fidelity, or trustworthiness. It, it, it's this idea of that I am going to be a faithful person, and I'm going to have faith in God that he is going to be faithful. You could think of it as integrity. I'm going to be an person of integrity because God has integrity. How about neatness or is humility, submission? It's not about me. It's not about what I want. It's about what God wants. It's about what others need to honor God. And then the last one, which would be temperance or self-control. It means that God wants us to be self-controlled, whether it's how much television we watch, or how we control our anger, or how we control our, our, uh, our uh, desires to eat or other things. We are to be under self-control, not to be known as... The heathens are known as people just driven by our stomachs or driven by our emotions, but by an understanding that God is in control of my life. God is in control of my situation. And so the Apostle Paul says, be filled with these fruits. 
And so tonight I ask you, is your basket of fruit empty? Is your basket of fruit running low? Or is that basket of fruit overflowing? Now, I saw a church sign one time, and I, and I like church signs, and it said, God wants spiritual fruit, not spiritual nuts. <laughs> and, uh, and I've seen that. People have taken who the Holy Spirit is and, and attributed all kinds of stupid things to Him and, and things that aren't biblical and things that are twisted in the scriptures. And, and that's not what God wants. God wants you to exemplify the attributes that only He can give you. You can't be patient on your own. You can't be long-suffering on your own. You can't have faith on your own. You can't be humble on your own. You can't have peace on your own or joy or gentleness or love. But when God really saves you, God really changes you. And God brings his Holy Spirit to live within you at salvation. Friends, nothing is impossible. God can bring victory into your life in areas that you never thought he could bring victory. He can bring hope into areas of your life that you never thought could have hope. He can bring restoration and joy and peace in situations that you did not think it was possible. And so tonight, don't grieve the Holy Spirit. Don't quench the Holy Spirit. Don't say no to the Holy Spirit. Say, yes, Lord, here I am. And I want you to do great things in my life for your glory. And so as always, I want to thank you tonight for watching. And I pray that the Lord will bless you and keep you. And I look forward to seeing you Monday night. And we've witnessed a miracle again this week, all five nights of the daily devotion. So I'm praying for you. Love you. And may God bless you.